Welcome back, self-lovers. This is episode 49, and I'm so excited to bring you Keisha. Let me ask you, have you ever been paralyzed by feeling lonely? Or have you moved around a lot and haven't felt like you have been grounded because you haven't been able to build roots somewhere? Or what about if you have the desire to have connections with friends, but you feel unfulfilled and don't know how to go out and meet friends? Well, this episode is for you. Keisha's journey has taken her through lots of different experiences where she felt alone and the loneliness added to some depression and she learned how to rescue herself. And she is here to talk to us and teach us about loneliness and how to move through it and come out the other side with connections, soul-to-soul connections to others. So I'm so excited to have you here from Keisha. But before that, I want to just take this time to say thank you so much for choosing this podcast. I know that you are busy. I know that you have a full plate. And I know that there are a lot of podcasts to choose from, right? Everyone has a podcast now. So for you choosing yourself, for you taking the step to push play on this podcast is such a great act of self-love. And it's a huge self-love win. And I want to congratulate you. I want to acknowledge you and point out that you making that seemingly insignificant choice to listen to this podcast is the change in direction that you are looking for. I love talking to you every week. I love bringing amazing women and their stories into your existence. And I really am passionate about turning you towards your truth and connecting you back to yourself. That is what I do. That is what I love. And I know that this episode will do exactly that. Hey, if you are feeling like you want to um, make a bigger step, join us on Mondays. Our Falling in Love with Myself tribe meets twice on Mondays. You don't have to come to both meetings. It's on Zoom. It's totally free. It is a group of beautiful women who are making a commitment and an intention to love themselves more. And at 8 a.m. Pacific time, we hop on Zoom every Monday to kick off our week with some self-love intentions, things that we love about ourselves, which is always hard for people who are just starting out. And we know how to love you until you can love yourself. We also meet at 5.30 p.m. on Mondays for those of you who are not available in the morning. And each tribe is magical and special and full of connection and inspiration. And it is my favorite part of the week. So I hope you'll consider joining us. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore, and I will send you the Zoom link. I also have a website, Jenny-Drake.com. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to talk to you. Also, 
What about gifting yourself this holiday season, the journey of self-love? What if this holiday season looked different to where you actually were filling your own cup while taking care of everyone else during the holidays? What if you invested in yourself to join me in self-love coaching? It is amazing to see these women's lives transform because of their self-awareness, their self-acceptance, their self-compassion, and their self-fulfillment growing. I take you through this process week by week, and I would love, if you are feeling called to do so, I would love to have a one-on-one free consultation. So again, please reach out to me on Instagram or my website. Instagram is Jenny underscore Drake underscore, and my website is Jenny dash drake.com. And I would love to have a one hour free consultation to see if self-love coaching is what you are called to do right now. Okay. Thank you for being here. And we will be right back with the lovely, amazing, beautiful Keisha. Hello, and welcome to falling in love with yourself. We all want more love, right? And most of us spend a lifetime looking for love. But we look from external sources, romantic relationships, family members, careers, even food, drugs, or material items. My name is Jenny Drake, and this podcast is to guide you back to your greatest source of love, yourself. We have been conditioned to believe that loving ourselves first is selfish. It is not selfish. As a matter of fact, it is the pathway to happiness, joy, and fulfillment. The root of all of our happiness and unhappiness begins with the relationship we have with ourselves. We hear often that we need more self-love, but I am here to teach you how. Whether you are single or in a relationship, a stay-at-home mom, or a CEO, we can all grow in areas of self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-trust, and self-fulfillment. I am a divorced, empty nester, mother of two that is living her best life. Now, I wasn't always living my best life. I am a recovering perfectionist, a recovering control freak, a recovering people pleaser, and a recovering martyr. I also have the gift of gab and transparency so you will hear lots of details about how I practice my recovery of all of these traits through the process of loving myself. I'll also share exercises and suggestions that I use with my coaching clients that have helped them break down barriers in all areas of life. So grab a mug or a glass and fill it with your favorite beverage. Consider this episode a date with yourself. Are you ready and excited to fall madly and deeply back in love with yourself? All right. Well, welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny, and I am super excited to welcome Keisha to the podcast. Um, Keisha has such a bright energy, such a great story, and I am just so thrilled that she agreed to um, share her truth, share her soul 
with me and with you all. So please help me welcome Keisha to the podcast. Keisha, so welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Like who is Keisha? Hey, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I am Keisha, a mom of three, and my daughter is 11 right now. My boys are eight and four, and my husband and I, we have moved a lot, so that's a big chunk of our story. We're a moving family. We love outdoors and gardening, and we're really adventurers. Like I have adventure rooted deep in my soul, and I'm, I get excited to take the next adventure. I love that. Ah, it's so great to hear someone, you know, that is living life to the fullest, not being held back by fears, insecurities, doubts, and just, that's why I'm so excited for, for this episode, because you just, you, you embody, I can just feel your energy and I know the listeners will too. Um, so wow, mom of three, you've moved a lot and you are like in it with the ages of your kids, um, being an adventurer, I'm sure you're passing that down to your children as well. Um, but tell us a little bit about how you got to this place and your journey of self-love, um, my, you know, my coaching, my podcast, my purpose is all about reconnecting to ourself, to our truth. And sometimes to do that, you know, life is hard. So has there been a time in your life where life has gotten hard? Um, you've felt maybe some low self-love, low self-worth and where you needed to rescue yourself. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I would say I started to have a little low self-love in high school because I was looking for outside validation of who I was. And there were quite a few years where I thought that my value came from other people and other people's words. Um, So that's where I started out with. But then in our moving journey, because my husband works construction. So the first five of our years of our marriage were moving, following the jobs. And in our moving journey, that's when I fell into a really low spot because I had moved away from all of my support and my family and moved away from all the people who were speaking life into me. And I was to a point where I didn't know anyone in the state, anyone in the surrounding states. My husband was working long hours. We had a three and a half year old girl then, and I was pregnant. And there is a point where I can't, I couldn't do it all. Right. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. I love this story already because so many people can relate to, so I'm not even going to say women, so many people can relate to how you started this, you know, your journey of needing that external validation, looking to others to, you know, tell us what deep down inside we already know about ourselves, but for some reason, throughout experiences, throughout society, throughout living life, we forget, we forget our worth, we forget it. And so we look to people and 
careers and grades and all of those things to remind us. And then how beautiful that, you know, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people on my podcast and everybody's story is different. Your story, your call to this lesson was kind of being isolated and just being a brand new wife, a brand new mom and having, you know, you were faced with the challenge of, do I find myself in my husband and in this little girl and this future baby, or do I find myself? So I love this so much. Um, tell us, so you're at that space and you have that choice and did it get dark for you? Like what, what did it feel like when you were faced with this lesson? Yeah, it did get um, dark because in this process, I forgot myself. I forgot who I was um, because I was busy keeping up with all of the demands of life. And I basically, I forgot what I like to do. I forgot what food I liked. I forgot if I had hobbies before parenthood because it, it was consuming so much of my life um, because without supports or without someone to step over and drop it, drop in a meal. Um, it was just me holding it all together for my kiddos. Like my husband was there, but he was working long hours. Um, so it, it, I became very lonely and dipped into a loneliness season. And now looking back at it, you know, hindsight is 2020. I, now I know that loneliness is something you need to move through. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I accepted the loneliness and I stayed there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the spot that I needed to start walking out of and or walking through loneliness to get out of the other side. But at that point, at that time, I didn't understand how to do that. And I was waiting for other people. I was waiting for friends to arrive in my life, other supports to arrive in my life. And I had yet to understand that I held the power to make those changes in my life. Ah, that is so empowering. And you're so young to have learned that lesson. So I just, I want to just pause and acknowledge that you were called to this lesson, which I believe it is a universal lesson that we are put, you know, I always say we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And one of our human lessons is to exactly what you're talking about. Like, how do I rescue myself through, and in your case, loneliness? One, of, I have four pillars of self-love and one of it's self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion. But what I'm hearing you really talk about is like that self-fulfillment piece of how can I soothe myself through this loneliness? You know, how can I take care of myself rather than turning to my husband or other people? And the other thing, and then I'll let you get back to it, is I think being feeling lonely when you're surrounded by people is such a common characteristic of us. So many people are walking around surrounded by family members, surrounded by friends, and yet feel so lonely 
And I've come out the other side of that. I'm a single woman, both of my kiddos, you know, 23 and 20, they live across the nation. Um, I could really attach to loneliness if I allowed myself to, because I'm alone a lot, but truly I've learned how to soothe myself when I feel alone or lonely. And I love what you said, like, feel it, move through it. Right. And so tell us about how you did that. How did you get through to the other side? Well, at first it was a lot of stumbling. Mm-hmm. And I learned that when I sit still in it, I, you, loneliness isn't something that you can stay still in. You're either, either walking through it, making progress, keep your, keep moving and keep on going. Otherwise, if you think you're sitting, you're actually sinking down deeper into loneliness. So the first things that I did, um, like, and this was a whole stumbling process. So don't think I got it all right. Um, right. the first time, but things that helped me were I started working through a cookbook and I started finding things to use my time with, like, and to fill my time and things that I wanted to do, things that I could learn instead of wishing that I had friendships to fill this time or wishing that I had family nearby that I could talk to during this time. I started to, to assess my time. Okay. What time do I have? What can I do with this time? And working through cookbook was one. Um, I also began to look for opportunities to connect with other people and no matter what the opportunities were, sometimes it was going to a story time for my daughter. Sometimes it was going to a church. Sometimes it was going to the playground and hoping that there was going to be another mom there. Um, And then also a big thing that I realized is that loneliness and, and being out of loneliness and being content where you are, doesn't have, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And so when I started to interweave those two things, I started to combine them and like, I could be lonely, but when I walked into a store and there was an elderly woman looking at my new baby and I could stop and like let her play peekaboo and have that interaction and create that joy for somebody else, even though I wasn't feeling out of, I wasn't out of my loneliness, but there is like little lights along the way that said, Hey, you're moving along in the right direction. Ah, so many morsels that are so good. I'm hearing you that you were feeling your feelings and acknowledging your feelings while taking action. Right. And also, which is, that's like such a tool right there, right? Feel your feelings, but don't get buried in them to where you, you aren't taking and the actions don't even have to be big. I love the example of you just connecting to someone who is acknowledging your sweet baby because the universe is abundant and it's ready to give us whatever we are seeking as long as we look for it. Right. So, you know, the opposite of loneliness is connection. And there were ways for you to connect all around you. And you just were like, I'm going to lean into that. And I love how eloquently you said, hey, you can do both. You will do both. 
because we think in like one or the other black and white opposite extremes when ah so beautiful to be like no you can exist in both so powerful thank you so much for for pointing those out um tell us a little bit about working through a cookbook so did you just find a cookbook and say i'm going to do it from start to finish um so i like we had moved the last place we lived at was for three months we were in an ohio, ohio town for three months and in that time I had met a lady who wrote a cookbook and so I had her cookbook with us when we moved to our next location and it was a 13-week cookbook where every meal like your lunch and your supper was planned I just worked through supper um, because then my husband would come home and eat it but I was pregnant at the time so I was working through it and then I had to skip everything that had pizza sauce in it because I couldn't stand the smell of it kind of thing um, <laughs> That's cute. And then we went, I went back and cooked those later um, after I had my baby, but <laughs> it was, it was something to make progress on, even though I was still in a hard place and I was still in loneliness. It was something that I could progress on. And so when I speak to people about loneliness and how they're feeling, like I tell them to learn something you can you can learn something, whether it's you want to take a violin lesson or learn how to make your dog not pull on the leash and take a dog walking course. There's plenty of information that we can learn, but, it, but when you step into the process of learning something new, you shift your focus, first of all. So you're not focused on your loneliness anymore. You're focused on, on doing something new, but then also that progression of you're making little progress here and there is will enable you to keep on walking through loneliness and it helps you to to not get stuck and sink down into it ah oh, yes you're so good at describing this i i love it and i can't wait it, it sounds like you're really a teacher of walking through loneliness and i'm so appreciative of it um I, you don't know much about my story probably, but you are describing exactly me. My lowest point of lows was we moved to Beijing, China as a family. And my husband, my two kids were thriving. He had his job. My kids had their schooling. And I, for the first time in my life, was a stay-at-home mom with a ton of time on my hands. Yeah, that's, sorry, my dog was like needing me to get him off the couch. <laughs> and I was, I was exactly what you are describing. I was sinking. That was like the most depressive state of my life because I didn't have a purpose. I wasn't leaning into anything that I had done before I lived in China. And the one thing was that I had a Mandarin tutor that would come over once a week. And that was the beginning. And like, you know, for the listeners, I don't want to, I love that you're, you working through a cookbook is doable to say like, you're going to rescue yourself by learning Mandarin. That's so overwhelming, you know? So whatever this task is, 
And like you said, walking your dog without, you know, it's for you at that moment. And it could be something super small or something monumental. But when you do that, it builds your confidence. It builds your trust in yourself. And you're right. And it builds momentum. So the more you are cooking these recipes or learning the tones of a foreign language that is really difficult, like the, it's like a snowball effect. And that is exactly how you get rescued out of loneliness. So, so, so amazing. Um, okay. Um, so once you've started that process, tell us like the next step, like after you finish the cookbook and how, how, how did life transform after that? So it was a progression for a while, um, because I, I started to move again. I started to start walking through loneliness instead of sinking down, but I still didn't have the skills that I needed for, um, I was very like, um, shy, very like, um, I was not going to approach approach someone for a conversation. Even if I wanted to talk, I was I was let, going to let them come to me. Um, would you consider and, yourself an introvert or an extrovert? I would consider myself an introvert, but I feel like um, I don't want to give introverts a limiting belief, right? Because introverts and extroverts is is what is how you recover, right? And so an introvert likes to recover alone. That's when they can feel refreshed. Extroverts like to recover in a crowd of people. But to all introverts out there, conversation is a skill that can be learned. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I don't believe in labels at all. I think we're on spectrums in everything and our behaviors can evolve. So I, I love that. And I totally believe in like introverted extroverts and extroverted introverts. And like, there is no black and white. So thank you for, thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Um, okay. Continue on. What were you talking about? Again? So we're talking- <laughs> I, I totally derailed. So, um, as you, progressed through this what were the skills like you said like you still weren't comfortable uh initiating conversation but that was like something that you practiced and and learned what were some of the other tools that helped you so I started you know dipping my toes into all of the things that I could find that were kid appropriate because I was a stay-at-home mom and now at this point I had two kiddos um And I began to start developing friendships there. And then we moved. Okay, so we were in that location for a year. Um, And then we moved down. That location was Ohio. We moved to Texas. So completely far away. My family's in Minnesota. Um, So again, it was states away from anybody I knew. And it was a restart again. It was um, the universe's way-, way to say, you're starting to learn this lesson, but let's, let's continue to learn it. Yeah. And, and this is like, my husband and I have moved over 10 times. Wow. And so we like, I've, and that was really what kept pushing me down into loneliness is because we moved to Iowa, then the other side of Iowa, then Ohio for a year, then Texas for seven months, Minnesota for three months, 
North Dakota for nine months. I lived there for nine months. Um, and then, you know, Minnesota again, or then we were in Wisconsin. So it just kept pushing me down. I'd, I'd learned some skills and I was, you know, develop some friends and then I'd move again. And I was back into loneliness and back into this hard season of people don't know my name. I am in a sea of strangers. I can like, there's people around me, but I don't know a single one and nobody's talking to me. So um, through stepping into that over and over again, I began to develop and a toolbox of skills. So from each of my moves, I've there was ways that I could connect with people. And I just kind of started to have this huge toolbox of eventually when I would move to a new place, it wasn't so hard to connect anymore. But there's there are things like conversation. I started to learn that, you know what? Most people are waiting for the other person to start a conversation. And most people are wanting to be in community with others. So I figured like, hey, I will start the conversation. Okay, that was a tool in my toolbox. Also like learning to do things that I could do alone with a group of people. That's like, another tool. What's an example tool. of that? Like I could, you know, parent alone in my little apartment and hang out with my daughter or I could go to a, a young mom's class, right? So I'm doing that with other people. Or for instance, like my daughter and I could go to the library by ourselves, or we could go at story time where we're again with the community of people. Um, so, so it sounds like to me, like you were looking at your life, you weren't going to add anything to your life and do more or be different. You were just going to tweak what you are already doing in your life, but making it more abundant instead of scarcity. Like what am I doing in my life right now? And how can I do it around other people? Right, right. I was seeking okay. out how I can develop more relationships with what I'm already doing. Love it. I love it because I always teach like self-love doesn't need to take any more time and effort. It's just doing it in a different way, a different perspective. Love it. Right, right. Yeah, so it was it was a really good process of learning all those skills. Um, and another skill that I'd like to say, or a lesson about moving and making friends would be, um, I'd move and I tried to fit in like with this big group of people. Right. And it, it didn't work. I didn't, I wasn't able to jump into this big group of people, these bunch of friends that I saw, but looking at the fringes okay, of people there's always other people who don't quite, who aren't quite in the huge friend group and friending those people mm. had, like I've developed some of the most precious friendships of my life by friending those people. So, wow. What self-awareness to even like, that is amazing. I feel like you just gave us like the top three tools of, of making friends in a new place. Yeah. I actually have a free guide of how, of three steps to make friends in a new area. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I can't wait. Listeners stay tuned, um, to where you can find Keisha, um, to get your free guide because yeah, 
Amazing, amazing. Ah, I love it so much. And this applies to not just moving, like I'm a single woman. It also applies, you know, I'm an empty nester who lives alone and I'm single. So this applies to me too. It's really about, and I hear this all the time from my clients and from women who follow me, how do we make friends as women? Yes. Yeah. And that's something that I grappled with a lot is how do I make a friend? Right. And um, now I'm to the point where I can teach anyone how to make friends, no matter what location they're at. I love that. It's the same. You it's, you're doing the same skills, right? It's the same skills just in a different location. Like for instance, for family or for um, talking to a stranger, that was that's part of a skill. You need to be able to talk to somebody, right? But I was very, um, I was very reserved and talking to somebody made me super nervous. So I go off of the Ford acronym now. Okay. Ask them about their family. You know, talk about that, share what we have in common, ask them about their occupation. And then ask them about their recreation, what they do for fun. And then ask like the conversation is flowing by then. And then you get to the last letter, which is D and ask them about their dreams. Mm. Right? And so, and earlier in our conversation, you mentioned that there's a lot of people who are walking around people and to see people and they feel lonely. And I feel like part of that is, is because we have these surface level conversations like, Hey, how's it going? Great. Oh, good. I'm glad you're doing good too. See ya. Just very short. And so this this acronym, this Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, will help you get past the talking about the weather conversations and help you dive down into a deep, meaningful conversation that will fill your soul and develop those friendships that you're longing for. The connection, the soul-to-soul connection. You mentioned earlier, like you have created some of the deepest friendships. And that is why, and I'm always going to bring it back to me, but you know, in dating, this totally applies to dating. Like there are guys that you just can't get past the surface. And it's like, of course, I'm not going to go on a, I give them three dates, but I'm not going to go on more dates with them because we can't get to the connection piece. So I love the Ford acronym, so, so, so applicable to everything. And really we want soul connections. The other thing that I wanna just point out is we need to be in touch with our truth and who we are Mm -hmm. so that when we do have these connections or when we're building these connections, we are showing up authentically. And that's really where self-love comes in. I'm, I know you went through that journey because if we don't know who we are, we're going to try to connect to people because, you know, we'll be thinking like, what do, what should I say that's going to gain acceptance or approval from them? And that's not authentic. So having that self-awareness, self-acceptance of these are my dreams, this, this is, and, and like, 
you talked about it at the beginning. I didn't even know what I liked to do. I, I didn't even know anymore what my passions and hobbies were. That's before, that's like your journey a little bit before you start looking for these connections, because that's only going to help you show up authentically when you're trying to make these connections. Ah, so good. Yeah. And in a season of loneliness, there is a space for self-discovery. And that's usually where that happens is when the time that you wish is filled with friends isn't that quiet in that quietness, you get to discover yourself again. You get to dive deeper down into your faith and figure out who you really are, what really makes you happy. And also like, because you have that space, you don't have other people speaking their commas into your life on what they think should choices you should make. So you get to develop a strength within yourself to make sure that you're making choices that are uh, like, I want to say obedient, but like fully who you are. So exactly. Oh, exactly. That is the gift that we can have the opportunity in these hard, dark, lonely times is, I mean, my podcast is called falling in love with yourself. You know, during these times, that's the call is to like, turn towards your relationship to yourself, nurture that and everything else will fall fall into place. For you, it fell into place with moving from place to place. And, you know, it's, it's actually a gift because I'm sure you have beautiful, amazing friends from each of the locations you have lived. And what, what a woven tapestry of connection that you have wherever you go, but also you've now become your own best friend so that you're, you're not seeking it from others. And wherever you go in this world, how you might move 10 more times, you're okay with yourself and you know how to be present and authentic to create more deep, meaningful connections wherever you go. So, so good. This, this, I hope you work with, I mean, I know you work with moms. I know you work, you're, your brand is about moving, but I hope you work with single women too, because everything you're describing is post-breakup, post-divorce, you know, loneliness of being single. Yeah. I feel like moving, the lessons learned in moving are life lessons. They apply to so many different situations. Totally, And um, it's just a different way that I've learned that lesson. It's your journey. Your journey is so beautiful. This, I like have chills because this, this conversation is so amazing and, and, and so inspired. Um, so what do you continue to do Keisha now you're living in, you said, Wisconsin, um, you've gone through this journey. You're teaching it to others, which is amazing when, you know, those of us who have gone through the trenches and the dark times now turn out towards others to teach them during, during their dark times. So 
you know, you are courageous, you are needed, you have purpose. And I, I just want you, I want to validate and acknowledge you for that. Um, what do you do now to keep your soul filled, to keep your glass full, to keep your connection to yourself so that you can continue to teach others and continue to make these deep, meaningful connections? So what I do now kind of relates to the, one of the first things that we started talking about, and it's I, knowing my true value, right? When I started sharing my story with you, it, it started out like I didn't know my value and I thought it was contingent on other people. But now I know and understand that my value is not contingent on my circumstances. So just because I was in a lonely season does not mean that I was less than. And for the listeners out there who you are in a lonely season, you are not less than, okay? My value is not contingent on how other people view me. It value is not contingent on how well I live up to other people's standards. Okay, my value is rooted in Jesus and in his love for me. And to everyone who's listening, our value doesn't go down. Our value is never lessened by what we experience or the judgment or the words of others or any other shortcoming that, so knowing my true value is a big part of how I practice my self-love and am kind to myself. Yeah. Our I had to learn that. I always thought that my worth was conditional on my actions. Mm -hmm. so when I wasn't living up to my own standards or anyone else's standards I thought my worth was lower yeah and then it's your value is not contingent that that's your language my language is my worth is unconditional to the circumstances to my actions like I am worthy no matter what. I love that. And it's so important to point out, Keisha, that even though you teach this and you embody it, you will still feel loneliness throughout your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not saying like, I have loneliness mastered. It's I'm never going to feel it again, right? So speak to that for a second of what happens now when you're lonely or what, how are you hopeful and confident about loneliness in the future? So I often refer to loneliness as it's the same as hunger and thirst. Okay. Loneliness is something that happens. It happens in all different seasons of our life. Right. But if you're hungry, we don't think, oh my gosh, that's a horrible thing. I'm hungry. Right. We just we're like, oh, I'm hungry. We notice it and then do something about it. Okay, eat a sandwich. Simple as that. Is hunger is only a sad topic when you are not taking action. Okay. And so the same as loneliness. Loneliness is a feeling. It's a reflection of what's going on in your life and the season of life that you're in. But it is only a sad topic when you do not take action. And so, and for some of people, they don't know the action to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, that's that's what I'm here for. 
Yep. Yeah. I was going to say that's where you come in, right? Oh, right. So good. And, and in my coaching and in my practice and in my teachings, I am always trying to teach and practice that emotions are not good, bad, right, or wrong. They just are like detach the emotion from our emotions. And that's what you're saying. Like loneliness is only sad when we attach to it. Yeah. Yeah. When we, it's not something that we need to claim as a title. Right. It's, it's just this, this surface feeling. Beautiful, beautiful. I love everything about this. I'm so excited to blast you all over my social media. Keisha, where can these listeners get a hold of you? How can they join your community? How can they get your free guide? How can they get more of you? Because you are beautiful and amazing. Well, I'm excited to connect with all of you who are wanting to walk through loneliness or adjust to life after the move. So you can find me at KeishaEllingson.com and my name is spelled K-A-Y-C-I-A. Then Ellingson is E-L-L-I-N-G-S-E-N.com. And that's where you'll be able to find my free guide, my three steps to creating friendship. And this guide is for wherever you are. It doesn't matter the location of where you live. It's the steps to start creating your creating friendships there. And if you want to hop into, if you want to hop into my community, um, where I do lots of trainings, training on moving trainings on loneliness and all, all the other topics that relate to moving and life after the move, uh, you can search for that in Facebook. It's homesick to happy movers. And I'm going to put all of these links to you in the show notes of the podcast episode. So repeat the Facebook. Is it a private group or is it a page? Yep. It's a group. So it's called homesick to happy movers. And it's, 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 we'll get you there. Basically what the name says, it'll take you from homesick to being happy and confident wherever you are. Ah. So in line with my teachings, you and I were so meant to connect. You are beautiful. You are so abundantly worthy. You are doing amazing things with, with, with what you're doing. And I, I'm just so grateful that you have been allowing me to be a part of this and that my listeners can now like partake of your of your amazing tools. So thank you so much, Keisha. I'm so excited to throw this out there. Oh, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it.